tuning in. This is The Late Hour with Drinking Wine and Killing Time. I'm your host, Shay, and we're doing things a little bit different on this episode. (laughs) Psych! (laughs) Guys, ladies, gents, aliens, whatever out there, Welcome to episode three. It is August already and I'm late. I'm late. But not my period. I'm late for this fucking episode. And do you want to know why I'm late? I don't have a legitimate answer for that. I mean, I'm half Puerto Rican and half Belizean. So I'm on black people time, Spanish people time. I'm just late, okay? And I apologize. But you know what? This episode is going to be dope because we're doing a listener story. So I had asked you guys to send me in your stories. And wow, some of these stories have been amazing, scary, (laughs) And definitely did not expect that or see that coming. So, yeah, I can't I can't believe that we're in August already. Like, I feel like it has been the most shittiest summer. Like, I remember saying, like, this is going to be my summer. Like, I'm going to come back with a vengeance because, you know, after COVID. And I find myself that I've been doing nothing but working. So what kind of summer is that? Like, I I just don't understand it. Any of you guys relate to me, let me know. But I feel like it's been a shitty summer. If you've had a great summer, fuck you. Who cares? Mine has sucked. Anyway, so I'm going to give a little bit of a little, oh, tonight I am not drinking any wine. I know, you know, it's, it's, it's a drinking wine and killing time. But um, I'm going to do whatever I want. It's my podcast. And tonight I feel like drinking something a little bit different. Um, I have Blue Moon, but it's like a seltzer. I don't know if anybody's ever seen this before, which is great. It's very low in calories. <laughs> Watching that weight. Um, yeah, but it's actually not bad. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing. So if you guys see that, I definitely highly recommend that. Um, let me see. I don't really have a reason why I'm drinking tonight just because it's, yeah, I don't, I don't have a reason why I'm drinking, but, um, yeah, so I'm just going to jump right in and, uh, yeah, I have actually a scary story. So I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to mention this now and that's it moving forward. I'm not going to bring it up. Don't ask me any questions about it later on. It is what it is. It is what it is. So I have actually two scary stories. Um, They're pretty short, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. The first one is, um, well, apparently I was haunted as a child and didn't even know that. (laughs) Yes, you've heard that correctly. Yo, girl. (laughs) (laughs) had a little ghost on her ass (laughs) so 
you know how when your family gets together for the holidays and, you know, they just want to just trade embarrassing stories. So it just so happened that this particular event, you know, my family decided that I was going to be the, the highlight, you know, the topic of discussion. And apparently it's so funny because you know how sometimes when things happen to you when you're younger and you don't think about it as an adult and then you kind of like put it in like this vault and it doesn't, unless someone unlocks that hidden memory for you, you just don't even think about it anymore. So when I was younger, like, um, my mom has said that apparently that I used to complain to her a lot. And I used to say like, um, there's a woman in my room or, you know, I, I used to run to her like, you know, when she would be cooking and I would be like, Hey, did you call me? And she would say, no, I didn't call you. And I would say, Oh, but I heard you. It sounded like you called my name, like a woman called my name. So my mom at first, like, you know, I would mention these things and she would just like brush it off. Like any responsible mother, um, <laughs> And just like not pay attention to it or just probably didn't take me serious about it. And I remember being so scared in my bedroom that, you know, I used to sleep under the covers, you know, typical movie shit. And she would come into the room and she would always find me like she'll take the covers off my head and she would say like, you, you are like sweating. You cannot sleep like this. And she would always fear like something was going to happen to me. Like I was going to stop breathing, whatever. I was going to die. And she thought by what she started doing was removing the blankets from me. So she would say, oh, you can't sleep with a blanket because you're going to put it over your head. And I got so scared. And this is, I think this is when it like, she kind of knew something was up when the tucker of the bed, I used to. I was like, she would find me, she would come in and she would find me underneath the tucker. And I would tell her like, Hey, um, you know, I remember, you know, after, after we had this conversation, then things started flooding back to me. And I would remember, like, I would hear footsteps in my bedroom and I would think that it was my mom. And when I would look, I didn't see anybody there. At first I didn't really put much mind to it. You know, our minds start to like rationalize things for us, make shit up like, oh, maybe it could be, I don't know, the dog that we don't have, you know, <laughs> like who knows what the fuck that was. Or like, you know, I would have things on my dresser and I would hear like footsteps and then something bang inside my dresser and everything that I would have on the dresser would just fall down. And I just, I feel like I just learned to live with that. But it wasn't until my grandmother, you know, she passed. So, you know, big ups to her. And, you know, she was very sensitive to um, spirits. And I don't know, and I don't want to say this, but like, you know, like Hispanics have like, you know, we not me necessarily, but, you know, they do practice uh, brujeria. So I don't know what she was into, what she dabbled into. But I but I do know that she had told my mom I had passed her and she said, um, there's a presence in your house messing with that girl. And, she, you know, she said it was a female. And, it, and then at that point was when everything came into full circle for my mom, because I would complain about things and my mom would just like she wouldn't take me serious. 
And she told her, she was like, I'm going to give you something and you're going to light a candle in all four corners of her bedroom. And you're going to stand in the center and say what I'm going to write down on this paper for you. My mom did it. And, um, ever since then, she said that I never complained or I never brought up anything or any disturbances in the room. So I didn't remember that until she said it. And then when she started like mentioning things that I would say like, oh yeah, I remember that for me, I didn't see it. I, I don't know how, like, I can't connect how I felt at that time. Like, I just remember being really scared of what direct, like, the only thing that I could think of, like, the worst scenario for me was the footsteps and the banging into the dresser. But I would definitely remember being pissed off because I would be in the middle of doing homework and I would hear her, my mom yelling my name and I would run to her in the kitchen and she's looking at me like I'm a psychopath. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, are you okay? <laughs> and, and nothing. So that's my first spoopy, spoopy story. But that's one that I can't really remember. So that's just when at the one time that I was haunted as a child. Take it as you please. The second story was when I got my second apartment. And I at this point... You know, you watch all these scary movies and you're like, huh, you know, you see that shit on TV. But when the shit happens to you in real life, you just want to fucking just take yourself and just throw yourself off the fucking roof. Because I moved into this apartment. I was so happy. I felt like everything was aligning perfectly. The stars were, this was just like meant for me. I moved into this apartment and the first night that I move in there. And I don't know if, I don't know if anybody could relate to this, but like Hispanic people, we have a tendency to put a shopping bag on our door and use that as a garbage, you know? And I just moved in and, and that was all I had. So I put it over the door and I use that as a garbage, right? Long story short, I go to bed. I hear the garbage bag moving around. So I'm like, okay, maybe again, <laughs> full gear, the fucking brain boop, boop, goes into overdrive. Maybe it's the wind from underneath the door pushing the bag. Okay. So I get up from my bed, I grab the bag and I put it over the pantry. This, I had this closet and, um, I put it over the closet because it had like a little, a little knob and I'm like, okay, fine. You know, I go back to bed again, this fucking bag, there's movement in this bag. So I'm like, I didn't leave the, the now I know something's not right because I'm like the bag is not next to the door. The kitchen window is closed. There's no air coming in. What the hell is moving that bag? The next rational explanation is I probably have a mouse. <laughs> I have a mouse. That's the, that, you know what? <laughs> it all makes sense now. I go back to sleep and I'm going to leave it with that mouse theory. Maybe the mouse got caught into the garbage bag. That's his fucking problem. Not mine. New York City living. Anybody that lives in New York City, you already know what it is. So the following night, the garbage bag this shit happens again. Now I'm getting fucking pissed off. Cause I'm like, 
anybody that knows me knows how much I highly appreciate my rest. I need it 100%. I cannot function if I do not have it. So the garbage bag is happening again. And now, okay, can we just talk about how in the following morning, I never looked to see if the mouse was actually in the bag. But anyway, so now it's happening again. Now I go to the kitchen and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's happening here? Nothing. The bag's not moving. I don't hear anything. Nothing's going on. I go back to bed. I don't hear anything. Fine. It is what it is. I go down to my super because my super lived in the building in the basement the following day. Now this is day three. And I asked him, hey, who lived in the apartment that I live in now? He says, for the sake of the story, because I cannot remember this lady's name for the life of me, I should. He goes, oh, Fulana used to live there. Now, we know that Spanish people call everybody Eddie's Fulana. So that's just going to be her name. She used to live there and, you know, that was her home. And, you know, unfortunately, she passed away in the house. I don't think I heard a word after what this gentleman was saying because I wanted to evaporate. I wanted to leave my body and never come back to it, take my body, burn the ashes, throw them in the water, let it scatter, and never come back ever again. Sir, did you say that she died in the apartment? Did I hear that correctly? He said, yes, Shay. Yes, Shay. She died in the apartment. But she was a cool lady. She was nice. Brilliant. Great. Mm, loved her. Everybody loved her. She was like, well, I hear. What? So I went back to my apartment. Now I'm like, I have to hit up like um a store. I got to get some sage. I got to sage the apartment. Because now, obviously... That bag has to do with this lady, right? Because, you know, older Hispanic ladies don't like messes in their houses. And I feel like she probably thought, like, look at this young girl living here, making a fucking mess in my house after I had this shit all cleaned up, right? So maybe she was pissed off about the garbage situation. I go back to bed. Okay. We're on day three. Day three. And um, the garbage moves again. Now I, at this point I'm I'm scared, <laughs> but I uh I put my big girl panties on, and I said, "Fulana, please, please leave this place. You are not welcome here anymore. <laughs> you don't live here anymore. And just so that I don't piss you off." I promise, I promise tomorrow I'm going to go to the discount store up the block and I'm going to buy a garbage can. And I did. And I never heard from Fulana ever again. Was that really a ghost story? I don't know. (laughs) But I have no other logical explanation for what was happening with that garbage. There was no open windows. Nowhere near the no nowhere near a door where there's wind that could come in. Nothing could possibly touch it. You tell me what happened. If you can give me a rational explanation, I'll go with it. 
I'd rather take that. But that's my haunting story as an adult. And guys, that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been great. <laughs> Psych! Now, I'm going to read three stories that I had um, people write in. And I think they were awesome. So I wanted to share them with you guys. And let me know what you guys think. So I'm going to start going into the first one. Let me read this. Let me just pull it up here. Brief intermission. Okay, perfect. Um, Hi, Shane. I just wanted to say that I am so upset that you deleted your previous podcast episodes. Same here. Uh, I really enjoyed the one that you did on sleep paralysis as I suffer from it personally. But I so understand why you had to take them out and start over. And I just want to I just want you to know that I love this new style and the guests you had on was great. It made the episodes very interesting. I have some stories about sleep paralysis, but that's for another time. I do have a topic request that I would um ooh, I can't read. Um, that would be great if you can cover, which is astral projection. So I had to take a break from the episode and I wanted to just, um, for those that do not know what astral projection is and for those that do too bad, um, actual projection, sometimes called astral travel is an inter- intentional out of body experience, OBE. Those who engage in astral projection believe in the existence of a soul or a sense of consciousness that is separate from the physical body, which is referred to as the astral body. This astral body is capable of traveling outside of or away from the physical body, which is how astral projection or astral travel is achieved. Back to my story. I am not sure if this counts as a ghost story, but I wanted to share what's been going on. My husband and I moved into our new home during the pandemic. Ooh, shout out, girl. This was a long-term dream of ours. We have been married for three years now, and our plan was marriage, house, and children. Let's fast forward. I won't bore you with all of the stuff in between. We got our home for a real steal. And now as I'm sending this email, I'm starting to come to realize why. And I thought it was because of the pandemic. The previous owners just wanted to get rid of the property. I work from home on my starter business and my husband works in the city. So he works long hours and I am mostly home by myself. I joked around and asked our realtor if anyone had previously died in the home because it was too good to be true. Maybe I should have used my words wisely. Shortly after moving in and unpacking, I started to notice from the corner of my eyes someone. I feel like we've all been there, right? Am I right? Question mark. Insert nervous laughter. Well, you can't do it, but I'll do it for you. (laughs) At first... I didn't want to pay attention to it, but it has been happening a lot and it's starting to scare me. Thank goodness it has not caused mischief. I brought it up to my husband and of course, 
like all the time. He has never seen anything. Now, remember I explained my husband works in the city and he's gone uh, before. Okay. And he's gone before I even get up. He'll kiss me on my forehead before he heads out. But sometimes I do not even feel it. I was in my home office one day setting things up when I seen the shadow from the corner of my eye. And when I went to follow, I know, I know who does that. It was my husband, clear as day. I sighed with relief saying, oh, it's you. What are you doing here so early? He didn't respond, just headed straight into the washroom. I went behind him because I thought to myself, this guy is extremely rude and he must ha be having a hard day. But when I went inside, there was nobody there. I called for him throughout the entire home. Now, she wrote now in caps, N-O-W, this guy is fucking with me. But he was nowhere to be found. I called my husband on his cell yelling at him, like, what the fuck is your problem? And he said, hon, I am so sorry. I'm about to head into a meeting with my boss and I have to call you right back now. I almost, yes, my heart almost fell out of my ass. She wrote that in caps. <laughs> As I prepared to ask him this next question, were you just home? And he said, how is that even possible? I have to let you go. And I knew he wasn't fucking with me because in the background, I could hear the hustle and bustle of the office life. I think he proceeded to ask me what was for dinner, but I was trying to make sense of what just happened. This is when our brain, right. This is when our brains start to rationalize what just happened, but nope, nope. This bitch just seen a ghost. Or I think I left the home and went to my in-laws when I knew my husband was home and I felt that it was safe. I, then I returned. I walked in and my husband was wearing the same exact suit that I seen him in earlier. I am using air quotes lightly here. I honestly do not know what is going on in my home. I am currently in the process of getting the history of the home. And if I came across any other spooky incidents, I'll be sure to send you updates. Please do not use my name as I live in a small town and I do not want to be labeled as the lady that sees ghosts, but it was my husband. So was it really a ghost? Question mark. Much love. Keep up the podcast, and I hope this story ends up on a future episode, fingers crossed. Well, girl, you ended up being the first story on my podcast. I'm so proud of you. But that was scary. So now, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure everything out here because you started seeing shadows in your home, and then you saw something that looked exactly like your husband. I think that would creep me out even more than seeing a ghost. I think if I physically started seeing my husband walking around, I think that would scare the shit out of me. Just because now, I mean, I, you don't know what the fuck you have in your house. And it's like, is it a shift? If it's like a shift shaper, is it that's how you call it? A shape. Oh, shape. No, shape shifter. <laughs> You have that in your house. What if it could like mimic anything? Like what if it can be like, I don't know. Like what if it's like one day like your mom or your in-laws and you think it's dumb and it's like this ghost person. Like, 
I don't know. I find it weird. I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this story one bit. I mean, I love it, but I don't like it for you. I feel bad for you. Okay. Anyway, story number two. Hello, Shay. My name is Amanda. She slash her. Thank you so much for normalizing pronouns. I appreciate that. I wanted to write a ghost story. So here it is. My non, the name I gave my grandmother as a young child was very close and passed away two years ago. My daughter, Emmy, is now five years old. And she keeps saying that a lady keeps coming to her room at night and just to sit at the corner of her bed and watch her sleep. Wow. Ooh, that's, that literally, I don't know. I, I literally, I got like chills because that shit scared the shit out of me. Like I'm in my bedroom recording this by myself and I'm just looking at the corner of, of my bed like, please don't anything come near me. Um, Sometimes she likes it, but sometimes it scares her. At first, my husband and I thought it was something she's seen on YouTube or even imaginary friend. But a lot of times I catch Emmy looking past me as if she's looking directly at someone. I find my daughter will say, save a seat for the family or I'll find her in her room playing with someone. One day I decided to play along and asked my daughter, what was, what is the name of your family slash friend? And she replied, none. Now, my daughter was three years old when Nan passed on, and for the earlier years, Emmy didn't see her because she was dying from cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry. And Nan didn't want her last memories of her to be bad ones. One day, I decided I was going to show Emmy some family photos, and I made sure I had my Nan in there. And we landed on one immediately. Emmy pointed out Nan and said, that's my friend. She plays with me all the time. Now you could see how nerve wracking this was for me because I have never seen or felt my Nan's presence in my home. I have prayed for her to watch over my family or send me a sign that she is okay. This brings back this brings me peace because I am so happy that Emmy gets to enjoy our non together the same way I did as a young girl, because the best memories I have with my non. And as a side note, I was relieved that non came back beautiful as she was before she had passed. The picture I showed Emmy was a vibrant non. The last years battling cancer was extremely tiresome on her that her last days, we really couldn't recognize her. Sorry if this email has been long. I just want, I just wanted to get everything out and I am happy I could. Thanks for this awesome podcast. I laughed at your previous episode with, I believe your cousin when she made a project reference. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> I used to live in the city before we moved up North. So I thought it was nice. It thought it was hilarious. Good to see you girls making light of the city struggles. LOL. She had great energy. We need her back on another episode. Best wishes, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Um, I I like this story. I don't um, I don't. I like it. I I don't know why it just feels like peaceful to me. I mean, I I I I I like that she's getting to enjoy your. I say your together. None now because now she's hers, and. I, I like that. It looks like you're, you're, she's watching over you guys. And I think that's really, I would prefer that. 
I mean, I would, I would prefer none of my family members come and visit me. I mean, I tell my family this all the time. I'm like, yo, if you die, don't come fucking visit me. Like, thank you. Um, for the thought, (laughs) it's a cute gesture, but just don't do it. (laughs) Please don't. But I, I think that's sweet, you know? Okay. Story number three. Hi, Shay. My name is Dan. As your request, I am writing in with a personal story. I suffer from sleep paralysis since I was a weed lad. (laughs) And as an adult, it has decreased recently. It has started up again. Now, an adult in a time that we have internet access, I fell deep into, I fell into a deep dive of trying to figure out what triggers them. And if there's any way to get rid of, of this reoccurring lot, sorry, live horror movie I call my life. I believe I made it worse. I started reading everyone's story on Reddit and it just makes me think that how could millions of people share similar experiences and why is this taken so lightly? Please forgive me in advance. I tend to run off in rants once I get started. Oh, same. I know that there's so many theories to why this phenomenon occurs. Demons, aliens, men in black hats, the haggard old woman, the list goes on. I would say that I am pretty sensitive to the supernatural and maybe that's why this happens to me. But at times I feel as if it's going to be the death of me. Why did I say that in an accent? When these episodes... And we'll call them that for the sake of keeping this PG started. I would just be in a paralyzed state. I can open my eyes and screen my bedroom, look at the clock, but but I can't move. I can't open my mouth to make a sound and the paranoia sets in. I can see my bedroom clock and what seems like hours of torture is done within minutes. I have tried online remedies for sleeping in certain positions, avoiding TV before bedtime, de-stress myself because apparently that's a trigger. So I would take baths before bed. Yes, I said it. I am manly. Men take bubble baths with a hint of oatmeal for the skin. (laughs) Focus, Dan. (laughs) None of these recommendations work, by the way. It's a crock of shit. Crap. Can I curse here? Well, there goes the PG rating. Oh, fuck that. I messed it up from the beginning. I literally dropped the F-bomb like 30 times, so you're good. I started living with my girlfriend and my sleep paralysis stopped. Maybe that's what Google should have recommended next time. Hee hee. But it came back. This time, it was more aggressive. Started off the same as the usual ones, but this time I felt scratches on my legs and my arms. Now, I have never been able to see a figure like most of, but this felt so real that it made me, a grown man, yes, yell out for help. It terrified me and I must have been making some noise because my girlfriend woke me up out of my per paralyzed state by shaking me and pushing my upper body up in a seating position. Now, this girl loves me because I do not know if I could do the same. 
She stated that I scared her because the noises I was making were something she'd never heard before. And her face looked really concerned. And quite frankly, so was I. I have continued to get my sleep paralysis, but nothing scratching at me so I could live with that, I guess. Feel free to cut anything you need out from this lengthy email and keep drinking wine, girl, but not before bed because apparently that's a trigger or so I heard. Dan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This was creepy. This was so creepy. Um, I had... I suffer from sleep paralysis too. And I did do an episode on sleep paralysis, which I'm going to do it again. Um, I Like I said, I didn't like the way that those episodes came out. I feel like I wasn't really in depth with how explaining uh, sleep paralysis. And I wanted more stories. I, I So if you guys have any sleep paralysis stories that you would like to share, I want to do a whole story on that. And then I'll just basically go into what sleep paralysis is, the studies on that. And then I could use some of you guys' stories to close out the episode. I'm definitely going to do that again. Uh, Sleep paralysis is no fucking joke. Like, honestly, if anyone out there listening suffers from sleep paralysis, you know that it's the most scariest thing that anyone can possibly go through waking up and feeling as if you cannot move you know you can't even open your mouth to yell and just feeling like pinned down and having i think i think the scariest part of it all is is the no control aspect of it um as human beings we like to be in control so the fact that we wake up, you know, our eyes are open, but our, there's this just delayed reaction where our just body is not in sync. Our mind is not in sync with um, our body. And the fact that, you know, we, we don't really have control over it for a couple of seconds is scary. Um, it, depending on where you're from and your, you know, where you are from and your beliefs, like Dan had mentioned in the email, a lot of people do feel like as if it's a spiritual thing. Um, you know, demons, it's something that's demonic. I've never personally, thank goodness, have physically seen what I've read online too. Cause I've, I've read online a lot of stories. You can go crazy doing a deep dive. When I did the, uh, the deep dive for the episode, I came across things that I've never even heard of and people's personal experiences with it. And it was scary. I mean, I I could see why. And, you know, some people have mentioned that they've had interactions with, you know, aliens whenever that happens to them. So thank goodness that has never happened to me. Um, I've had something where I physically felt something on my body um, grab at my arms And that was scary for me. I think that was the most scariest episode, and I'm going to use episode, that I've ever had. Everything that I've ever had when it came to sleep paralysis uh, pertaining to that was just me waking up and just being unable to move and having no control. But the fact that I felt something, that was a little bit scary for me. Nothing has manifested, uh, thank goodness, into anything where I physically can see it. But 
it's it is something that you know it makes you think and it makes you question how many people suffer you know have the same thing because i i guess like having it once or twice but when people have it so severe where they're getting it like almost every night you start to question it but i don't want to go off on this crazy you know because i'll just stay here and just we'll just talk about sleep paralysis all night and i don't have time for that but I just want to thank everybody that did submit their amazing stories. I, I'm going to try to do, if I could see if I can, if I get enough people writing in, if we can just do episodes maybe once a month of these stories, let me know what you guys thought of this. Um, and if you want to submit your own personal story, please send it into drinking wine and killing time, the number one at gmail.com. If you don't follow me on IG already, what are you waiting for? Follow me on Drinking Wine and Killing Time. Please like, subscribe, and rate this episode. Good ones, I hope. Fingers crossed. Wink, wink. Um, or whatever listening platform that you are currently on so that we can get this podcast up and running. Till next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.